0: Hello, it's Aaron. Thanks again for tuning into The World Dispatch. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can always hit us up at Outline Dispatch on Twitter, or tweet me directly, Aaron M. Edwards. You can also email me, Aaron at TheOutline.com. Give me some feedback, tell me what you like, what you hate. I want to hear it all. All right, thanks again, and enjoy the show. That there is sex satisfaction and climax. The Outline World Dispatch... Today's show is very queer, and I learned today that James, our producer, just watched But I'm a Cheerleader for the first time last weekend. It's a great movie, you should check it out. But I'm a homosexual. I'm Aaron Edwards. Let's get gay. (laughs) I love you so much. Culture. Oh my god, and Derek Io is here. I'm here. In the studio, in the flesh.
1: I'm so excited to be here, Aaron. It's so good to see you. I'm looking right at you. I
0: know. We're usually over the phone, mm-hmm. but now we're here. Welcome. Welcome to New York. Thank you. Last night, I finished watching Queer Eye, the, the Netflix reboot of the classic Queer Eye for the Straight Guy show. Boys, you ready? The original show was fighting for tolerance. Our fight is for acceptance. When was that originally airing? It was on in
1: 2003, I believe.
0: 2003. Totally different time. Mm -hmm. Pre-same-sex marriage. Pre a lot of just LGBTQ rights in general. Mm -hmm. And conversations about queerness and all that kind of stuff. And when the show came back, there was a lot of you know, kind of raised eyebrows about whether this was the right time for this show and whether it made sense. But what did you think of the show? I
1: just want to be loved. I, went, like you said, I entered it kind of skeptical, like how will this be, like will this be regressive in a time where, you know, there's so much talk about intersecting identities and queerness. And But then I watched it and I loved it. I watched it all the way through. I watched it again, made my partner watch it. And I just think it's like, a breath of fresh air because it's a show all about uplifting people and we never, I can't think of another show like that right now.
0: The premise of Queer Eye is that there are five gay men called the Fab Five who go to different people's houses, men's houses, um, and basically make over their life. These are guys who generally are low self-esteem, who have, uh, depending on how you look at it, a poor fashion sense or a sense of style. Um, And people nominate them to basically have these five uh, really good-looking, boisterous, fun gay men come into their lives and just turn it over completely and and set them on a better path. Did you watch the original Queer Eye?
1: I had never seen the original Queer Eye. Oh, really? No. Have you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. It was a show that I feel like I had to sneak watch Mm -hmm. like it was it was on Bravo Mm -hmm. and we had cable and I could get to Bravo but I basically had to sneak into my mom's room when she had like a late shift at work and then watch it that way.
1: What did you think of it back then?
0: Well, so the show's tagline currently for this new Netflix season is that earlier our fight was for tolerance Mm -hmm. and now our fight is for acceptance. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the show then was very much more geared to like convincing people that gay men were not monsters. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of just like embodying their personalities and there were a few a lot of episodes that kind of were geared to you know men sort of changing their opinion of gay men which still happens in this season but it's a lot less it's a lot more understated it's like gay men existing is not a novelty anymore right. like existing out loud and existing um in public is not something that is so revolutionary but who's your favorite Who's your favorite? Oh fab my god, absolutely number? Tan. Tan Tan yeah. looks
1: like a prince, and I love how he always has his like chest.
0: His buttoned, buttoned yes, down. his beautiful
1: uh, chest out. If you, uh, uh, let me let me give you this example. I've been married for almost ten years. Just just one thing. Oh yeah, um, can you button your shirt up some? Yeah,
0: uh, you wanted me to be more modest. Yeah, thank you.
1: Golly, that is so much better. Yeah, I also like Karamo.
0: Karamo's great, but yeah, he's the guy who now on the show focuses on. Uh, quote-unquote culture, which I don't really know what that means.
1: <laughs> I love that, like, one scene, like, they have all the scenes where people are doing their research for, like, redoing, for making over the person, and there's one shot of him, like, looking through, a like, taking a book off a shelf and looking through it, like, that's where he's gonna, like, how am I gonna make this man more cultured? Mm.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: But I think the hairdresser does the best.
0: He's, he's like, obviously the star. The star of the show.
1: Mm. That's gorgeous, Anthony.
0: His name is uh, Jonathan. But yeah, I mean, what do you think the show accomplishes right now?
1: I think the show just accomplishes being comfort food, comfort foodie television <laughs> nice. in like a way that is not dumb or something. Right. I don't know.
0: I think the moments that I've really appreciated on this season are the ones where the identity of the men that they're making over mm-hmm. and the men in the Fab Five sort of have this intersection. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really beautiful moments, like when when Tan is talking to one of the guys that they're making over who's talking about how his family... Um, who is Indian, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, has all these, you know, cultural barriers that make it really difficult for him to uh, to just like be himself and how his mom is very strict and all these kind of stuff. And uh, and Tan is talking about you know how Indian and Pakistani people share a lot of that. Indians and Pakistanis uh, fight about cricket, cricket. literally every cricket. year. That's the only time I started to think, oh shit, we really are Indian okay. and Pakistani in a closet together. <laughs> this may be a first. Um, okay. We're breaking down <laughs> Those cultural barriers. Yeah. barriers in a lot of ways the show okay, is able so to to show how people are just people like at the at the core which is really a beautiful thing to watch i do think that sometimes you know with the fab five and with queer eye and the whole premise of the show though i sometimes am like, i'm like i have never this excited about straight people <laughs> like succeeding like they really have these open hearts where they're just like we really believe in these guys and we want to see them do well mm-hmm. and i'm just like you know what? This is just like a really un- unremarkable dude who like, <laughs> I'm happy for you at the end, the end of the day, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not jumping and hollering whenever I see one of these guys like, you know, get a date or whatever. Right. It's like, okay, that's that's cute. Which is actually interesting because one of the guys is, is gay. Yes. Who they make over.
1: That episode I wasn't expecting it because I didn't know before that they also do gay men, and that episode was a total tear jerker for me. Like, when they reveal the wall of pictures of his father... Yeah. I,
0: th- I thought it was important to tell you um, my truth, that I am... I'm gay. <laughs> I wish I could share this moment with, with Dad and see how, how happy
1: happy I am. Also, sometimes, though, I'm like, did they stage this? Like, right. the whole coming out to his mother? Oh, yeah,
0: totally staged. I mean, the, I think the moment itself, they probably both knew was going to happen, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the reaction to it can still be really visceral and, and very honest in a lot of ways. I'm curious to talk about one thing actually happened on the show that stood out to me as really unique to this season, mm-hmm. which was when um, Caramo was in the car oh. with, uh, you already know I'm going to say. Oof. Easy, easy. Jonathan's going to kiss him and poof. Oh shit. oh, shit. Shit. Oh, my shit. God, no. We're getting pulled over. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's an episode on this season where Caramo is speaking to one of the guys who's getting made over, who is a Trump supporter, um, and also a police officer, I believe. Yeah. And they have a conversation, basically, about Black Lives Matter and about police brutality. And Caramo kind of expresses how he was very nervous going into the whole makeover, and... Um, the way that they set up the whole scene was that the best friend of the guy they're making over pretends to pull them over mm-hmm. on the highway. While um, Karamo is driving. While Karamo is driving. Hi. How you doing? I'm Officer Four, City of Monroe. Can I see your license, please? I don't have it. it we, you don't have your license in your possession? No. no. Okay, why not? We're filming a show. Okay, but it's state law. You have to have your license in your possession when you're operating a vehicle. Got it. Okay. All right, hang tight one second. I'm very aware of this type of cop. Yeah. Uh-huh, me too. Oh, don't. Question yeah. is is what we were pulled over for. Uh-huh. You mind stepping out of the vehicle for me? You know, yeah. No, you're not. No. No. Why? 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 Yeah. Because I asked you to. I don't want him to. You're shooting a show, you said? Yeah. It's called Queer Eye. What kind of show is this? We uh, make over straight guys. Make over straight guys? Yeah. OK. Is his name Corey? Because I'm his nominator. That scene made me so anxious. Like, I really thought that it was going to be a bad situation. And then it was revealed that this is the guy who nominated his friend and he's just, like, pulling a prank on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you think about that interaction? To me, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm, I'm curious about how you felt about how they approached it.
1: Well, first, I I didn't really love that they started with, like, uh, this is going to be pr- police brutality. No, it's not. It's a joke. Right. Um, so that kind of turned me off. Uh, I thought that... I, I really wanted to believe that they really came to a moment of understanding because I do think that that can happen between Trump supporters and non-Trump supporters.
0: I got to tell you, Corey, um, I was, out of everyone, the most apprehensive to meet you. When your buddy pulled us over, I immediately was turned off. I just mm-hmm. just put me in a state of, like, here goes another asshole white cop, Yeah, and now I'm going to have to go make over his buddy. And I didn't want to. And... Um, I respect you as a father, as a husband. I respect you so much as a police officer now. And um,
1: I really feel like I made a lifelong friend. Um, Riding back from Atlanta with you was probably one of the best parts of all of this. And I really embrace it. But it's not like they got into any sort of deep, substantive thing about race or police relations. There was one point where the friend, where Karamo said, told the friend that he was nervous about doing this, um, doing this makeover. And the guy said, oh, well, you have a right to be like, it's understandable that you would dislike police officers. And I thought that was an interesting thing that he said. And I wish they had like, I don't know pressed him more on that maybe it wasn't wasn't the right moment but i thought that was um it was definitely a manufactured feel-good moment like look at the boundaries we're crossing right now yeah um and even just setting the whole show in georgia i think it was just like looking out for this political moment um i think for a lot of people it was probably successful i was kind of like rolling my eyes at it a little bit the like path to acceptance on the show is having these gay men serve other people and like offer them labor or something like that. Right, it's not right. like an equal footing or something. So,
0: like if the show was just you know five gay men come to have a conversation with you, yeah. <laughs> would you be so you know perceptive and and so open to? Accepting them right. if they have nothing to offer you.
1: Yeah, like it's easy to like someone more when they give you an entirely new kitchen and living room. But what right. if they didn't have that to offer? That right.
0: you? This season was, I think, seven or, or eight episodes it was eight, long. Yeah. So like pretty sh- compact season. I'm not really sure what the plans are for the future of the show. Mm-hmm. But what do you think they can improve on moving forward if they were to bring it back and if they're going to continue doing it?
1: That's kind of hard to say because... Sort of the things that I would critique about it would make it less of a less of a mindlessly feel good show.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think Anthony knows how to cook? <laughs>
1: I do. I you think do. he does. But he just is like, oh, you poor man. You don't know what you're doing. Here, I'll teach you how to cut up a grapefruit right. and Like stuff like that.
0: I think he's, he's like one of the – his story is one of the funnier ones to me because I think on Twitter people are obviously just like constantly dragging him, just being like, <laughs> Anthony made some grilled cheese and taught someone how to make a hot dog and he's not like a fine dining restaurateur or whatever.
1: I think it would be interesting to, you know – not have as many episodes that are, like, oh, this this straight dude who can't get a girl.
0: I think I would like to see a, a Fab Five that uh, cycles through, like, other just representations of, of bodies. Yeah. Like, I, I think that the original Queer Eye and this one, they're all, like, pretty traditionally attractive mm-hmm. uh, and, like, you know, slender to, like, average build. Um, and I would love to see just, like i love to see, like, a thick boy helping yeah. out people. That would be really cute to me. But, yes. um, you know, I think that what they did already with the cast this season and the representation of just, like, race and background is really cool. Um, so, I mean, you know, baby steps, maybe. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, is Queer Eye even a very radical show to have on the air?
1: So I spoke to John M. Wolfe, who is a queer media scholar, and he told me that... The way that people are handling representation now with queerness or with respect to being gay or sexual identity is that they're just building it into broader stories. So for him, it felt a little bit regressive to even separate this out as um, a queer show when it's not that um, radical. He made sure, you know, he added that there's definitely a need for queer-only spaces on television as like in real life, but he doesn't think that Queer Eye, a show about gay men making over straight men and kind of playing into this stereotype that gay men are more fashionable and are the fashion fairy godmothers to straight men is not that what we need right now. Right. But also, I just don't think that we need Queer Eye to be radical right now. You just need it to be fun. Yes, exactly. We have you a (laughs) big cheers! Cheers. average
0: Today you heard from Ann Derek Gaillot, a staff writer here at The Outline. For more of our stories, head to theoutline.com. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I give you tens, tens, tens across the board, honey. I'm Aaron Edwards, and if at this point you don't know that I'm gay, then I don't know what to tell you. Talk to you tomorrow.